Hey everyone, welcome to week five of our Sabbath practice. And we just want to say really well done to all of you who have given the last four or five weeks and given Sabbath a try. Hopefully by now you're starting to maybe figure out your rhythm with Sabbath for you and your family. Maybe you're starting to feel some of the benefits and the joy that comes with this weekly holiday. And for those of you who maybe are still on the fence or you haven't tried it yet, no shame or judgment to you. All of this is purely invitational but we believe it's an invitation into something truly life-giving and something that could be really great. And so maybe this is a great opportunity for you and your community to take some time and have an honest discussion about what's working well, what's not working well. For those of you on the fence, what's keeping you from trying it? How can we come alongside you and partner with you in this? And just a reminder that for all of us, Sabbath is a lifelong practice. None of us are going to go through a seven-week series and come out the other side masters of sabbath this is something that we're all going to grow in for the rest of our lives but up until this point really well done and today as we near the end of our sabbath series we want to talk about sabbath and worship in 1953 joy davidman who was the wife of c.s lewis she wrote a book called smoke on the mountain and this book is a story about a student from mars who comes to the earth to study the odd ways of human society. So on one Sunday morning, the student examines the actions of the average resident of the United States. And this is how the story goes. After careful observation, the Martian concludes that the inhabitants of earth are indeed worshipers of the sun. For on the day designated for worship, the people gather into large groups to undertake rather rowdy liturgies that draw people into big, open green fields. Others, the Martian sees, goes down to the water's edge, strip nearly naked, and swim frantically in the salt water. Then they lie, anointed with fine oils on a sandy beach, to glory in the sun they worship. But, the Martian discovers, there are the others who worship differently. Some, unlike the general populace, dress nicely, and go indoors on the day of sun worship. There they seem to worship something foreign to the rest of the world, a being who cannot be seen. These different worshipers exude none of the almost dissolute religious frenzy with which the sun worshipers pursue their devotions. So David Min's book provokes an interesting question for us. If a Martian came from Mars and observed you and your family's day of worship, your Sabbath day, what would he conclude that we worship? Would it be football, your kids' sports, the great outdoors, brunch? (laughs) And of course, we're not saying that any of these things are bad. But if we take a closer look at how we spend our day of worship, it might raise the question, have these pursuits become dominant? And do they take our ultimate attention? Now, we have spent the last four to five weeks hopefully laying a great foundation for our Sabbath day to be one that's defined by rest and delight, a day of to have enough and a day of increased margin, all of those things that we've talked about. And at this point, we're probably feeling at least some of the benefits of our weekly holiday that is Sabbath. So we have to ask ourselves, is this the finish line of Sabbath? 
Like, is the end goal to simply to have a day that we check our phone a little bit less often and we have a few less calendar appointments? And while these things are beautiful, they're amazing, and they're great first steps, I would argue that there's still a deeper invitation on the table from the Lord. Our tendency at this point in our practice will be to fill that space that we've created with just another set of activities. Granted, they might be activities that are more life-giving or more wholesome than they were before, which is awesome. But if we're not careful, we could still miss the most valuable treasure that lies hidden within our Sabbath day. I came across this story recently of a Nigerian village that received their first ever electric light bulb. And each family was given one for their home, and every night families would turn off their lights, or turn on their lights, and it was great, at least for a while. But then a problem came up. Families would sit inside and stare at the light bulb rather than sit at the community campfire, where they had for centuries told and listened to their tribe's stories. Nighttime for the village had always been when their stories were passed along, and now they simply stare at the light bulb. And the problem with the light bulb wasn't with what it did. It emitted rays of light, which is what it was designed to do, and that's a good thing. The problem with the light bulb was what it didn't do and what it couldn't do, which was create meaningful connection. In the same way, the problem with Sabbath being just a mere day of activity is not that these activities are bad, like we've said. It's the fact that these activities can't provide the same type of spiritual renewal that's available to us when we accept the bigger invitation of Sabbath, and that is Sabbath as a day of worship. So what would happen if Sabbath wasn't just a day to say no to other things, but also a day to say yes to sacred, set-apart moments with our Heavenly Father. So our goal this week, now that we hopefully have more space built into our day of rest, is to find moments to connect with the Lord in worship. Now for those of you who are able to Sabbath on Sundays, there's a clear and obvious first step here. And that, of course, is your local church gathering. Whether you begin your Sabbath day by worshiping with your community or whether you conclude your day of rest with it, this is one of the most beautiful and natural ways to ensure that your Sabbath is one of worship. But for many others, including myself, Sundays are beautiful, great days, but they're definitely not my Sabbath day. And so wherever you fall on that spectrum of Sunday is your Sabbath or a different day of the week, there's still a bigger invitation here into Sabbath being a day of worship. And so this week's practice guide is going to walk us through some of those ideas, and we're going to talk about that together in our groups. Um, But I wanted to mention just a couple of resources that have been really helpful for me personally when I think about Sabbath and worship. And the first is a book of liturgy, a book of prayer. And liturgy has been a tool throughout church history for so many followers of Jesus. as just a way to enhance your time with the Lord. And this one is one that my wife and I love. It's called Every Moment Holy. And it's a book of prayers that are designed to be done either by yourself or with a group of people, maybe your family or your roommate. And it gives beautiful language to simple moments throughout your day. Everything from the prayer before dinner with your family to the moment when you're changing your kid's diaper. Um, It gives language to some really beautiful moments. So this has been helpful. And then also the second one is the Cultivate series from the Cageless Birds community. I think there are five or six volumes of this that walk through different life seasons, different elements of the Christian journey. And if you're somebody who loves visual art and just things that are really beautiful, I think you would enjoy this series. Um, It's full of creative writing prompts if you like to journal, full of poetry, photography, um, just beautiful stories. 
And so this has been a really great tool um, that I've used on my Sabbath, and it's been really helpful. And of course, there are a hundred other resources that we could list, and some of them will be in your guides this week. Um, many are available on the website, theartofpractice.org. And this is just the tipping point, the, our first step at making Sabbath a day of worship. And so this week, let's take our Sabbath holiday one step further and accept the deeper invitation from the Lord. And that's the invitation into deeper communion with Him. What if our Sabbath was known not just as a day of rest or increased margin, but a day that the Lord has our full attention, and a day that we feel His nearness more than any other day of the week, when holy and divine moments could be waiting for us at any time, and we would have the physical, the mental, and the spiritual capacity not to miss it. That's what we're aiming for this week in our practice. Thank you.